friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by a cool new show called Blind Dating, which actually goes really well with my two guests today, Lauren Leonelli and Jennifer Golden. They are the hosts of a popular dating podcast called It's Complicated, and their both of their lives are newly sort of complicated. One, well, I mean, in Lauren's case, in a good way, she just had a baby, um, she's engaged, Jen uh, is dating during quarantine, but she is so feisty and so smart about it. They both give incredible advice about where they are in their stages of dating and love and life, uh, and especially during quarantine. Uh, We talk about red flags to look for. Uh, I talk about my current state of the affairs in relationship land of quarantine and it's just a fun episode and we do our best to guide you through our triumphs and mistakes Um, but before I get to them really quickly okay so next week's episode is uh, we've already recorded it but I decided I was going to put this episode first so I could tell you in the intro now I might be a little late to the game maybe you all have already seen the vow But Greg and I just finished it, and now we've started Seduced with uh, Indy Oxenberg, one of the uh, survivors of the Nexium cult and Keith Raniere and that scumbag ponytail of his. Um, And so we we don't get into Seduced, but we finished the vow, and like we cannot stop talking about just how the hell this man, if you call him that, pulled this off. Like, it's... Our minds are blown. So... The next episode is going to be a conversation about that series, about the Nexium cult, about how this all went down, and just our various like theories and other random things that we've uncovered through research after watching the show. So I wanted to say this in the intro before, so if you haven't seen it and you want to tune into our recap, try to watch as much of The Vow this week as possible so you can be clued in because I I know you guys uh if you're anything like me will find this completely fascinating so just heads up on that but uh anyways well let's get to the episode so without further ado give it up for Jen Golden and Lauren Leonelli hi hello it feels like we are being reunited like this is what it's gonna feel like after quarantine when you see your friends again yeah I'm a little bummed we're not looking at each other face to face, though. I had even put a little eyeliner on for you, gal. But I guess this wasn't a video chat. You give the best winged eyeliner ever. And also, like, I kind of feel like you probably just had it on anyway, if we're being honest. I didn't, actually. I did it for you guys. So just know that I put in the effort. That's the kind of thing that really just puts you above the rest. And when you're dating, effort. It really, you guys, put in the effort. Throw some eyeliner on. It goes a long way. Wait, I have a question, Lauren. Yeah. I've tried to keep some shit up during quarantine. I mean, I'm fat, but that's fine. That's I deserve it. Who among us hasn't? But I have tried to get ready most days around Greg, at least. Are you doing, I mean, you're a new mother, but have you, tr- have you been keeping up anything? Or are you just like, I'm a new mom and... Okay, yeah. It's been hard in quarantine. Obviously, you're like, there's nowhere to, as a new mom, and there's like nowhere to go, like... What are you getting ready for? And there has been a couple of days where like, 
I'll just get ready for no reason just because I, and I just say out loud, like, I just don't feel like looking like a slob anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, James appreciates it because yeah, there's some days where I'm like, I literally get out of bed. I have pajamas on and then I just put sweats on like what in the fuck? Like I really should probably like the effort has really, like, I don't get my nails done anymore. It used to really bug me when like I had a chipped nail, like now I'm just like, am I letting everything go? But it is a double whammy. You're right. Like being, but I do try and I will like, we're going on it. We have a date night tonight. Like I'm getting ready and like clearly, but yeah. And I also, this is the other thing too, girls, if you are like, you know, in quarantine with your man or even if you're not, but let's just say you're like, I'm not going to put on a full face of makeup with Rachel O'Brien winged eyeliner on right now just to like sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like you can do other little things like keep your skin moisturized, like make, make sure your hair is like back in a cute ponytail, like throw on some chapstick that like makes your lips look glossy and like put on like a coordinated lounge outfit or something. So you're not like ready, but you look like put together maybe, you know, Haley Bieber, like just do some, I mean, I mean, she may not wear anything, but like, it looks like she's wearing some tinted moisturizer, some under eye concealer, a little lip tint and all in a day. You don't need need to put mascara on just a little little glow action. I actually, cause I don't wear the winged eyeliner every day. I do, but I try to do a little glow action. Yeah. So this is like minimal stuff that anyone can do. And I think it also makes you feel better about yourself first before, you know, you present yourself to that other person and, you know, worry about how they feel about your like presence. But when I do like dates from home, for instance, I'll put on like a little bit of makeup, like I'm still on a date. So I think we can't lose ourselves entirely, even if we don't feel mm-hmm. so great, you know, because we're like stuffed at home and like our jammies and like have nowhere to go. And like, I don't know, it's kind of like mimics the same idea of like when you're sick and you're like constantly in your jammies, like you don't feel better because you're still right. in your jammies. So if you don't change your environment, you're going to feel the same way all the time. So I think a little effort goes a long way. Like I wake up every day and like, do my face regimen. And I mean, that thing has become such a nuisance. It's like eight steps at this point. And I'm like, Oh my God, how do I have like this many products a and B what is this all for? But I want to come out of quarantine looking like a newborn baby. So that is what I'm doing. And also the day that I do go on a date, like I would like my skin to look nice, I guess. So I'm trying to do my things here and there. Are my outfits cute? No. Do I keep shopping? Yes. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to wear these clothes. When I went to Lauren's last week, I asked her if there was an attire and if I had to put on makeup, she's like, yes, you have to like wear like full fledged to the nines outfit makeup. So I was like, oh, I told her she had to look like an Instagram filter or she wasn't allowed in my house. Yeah. So while I didn't do my makeup or my hair, I did put on an outfit. I don't even think that thing matched. I don't know what I was wearing. I just put on clothes basically. Yeah, but the lucky thing about you, Jen, is your eyes are so pretty that, like, I mean, you probably don't even need mascara, but just a swipe of mascara, and it's like, oh, she's ready. That's really sweet of you, and I wish that that same approach worked for the rest of my face. We'll take the win where we can, and I love that. So I think, you know, doing a little bit so that we don't feel like we've lost ourselves is the important thing to, Mm -hmm. like, take from all of this. Like, no, we don't have to wake up in the morning and put on like a tuxedo but maybe a little like I don't know dewy moisturizer 
Yeah. I mean, listen, we have nothing but time. And although we can all find ourselves busy with other things, we do have nothing but time. So take a little time for yourself and do these things. And then like, you'll feel better. Maybe it'll spark a little something in your partner. If you live with somebody, I mean, whatever. I feel more awake when I have makeup on. Like if I look in the mirror and I've done nothing to my face or even my outfit. I mean, my outfits are still mostly pajama-y, but, you know, cute pajama-y looking things. But if I look at myself and I look tired, then I feel tired and I'm unmotivated. So I feel like I need that boost of like just something. A little blush will do. It works. It's like mind over matter or like fake it till you make it or whatever. It lives in all of that world. There was a math teacher I had in like junior high who used to say like on test days, get dressed up because it like actually makes you perform better. And I really do think it kind of like it does. So when you can take time to uh, make time for yourself, guys. It's kind of the same idea as messy bed, messy head. So if you look messy, you act messy and don't show up to your best of your ability, which is also why there's like a business casual and formal attire. Like you don't want to show up to work in an office in sweats because you're probably going to be a little bit more lax about your work. Wait, so Lauren, so you guys have date night tonight. Do you dress up for that? Because Greg and I have done that before many times now in the house because that's what else you're going to do. And I feel that it still feels like date night, actually, minus the fact that you have to clean up if you're cooking. But do you feel like it's date night from home if you get dressed up? And what's your guys' process? Okay, so first of all, this date night, we are going to an outdoor restaurant that is in Calabasas. So we're, we are actually going out, but we have had date nights here before. And yes, I do get myself a little done. If he's at work and I've got time because the baby's napping or whatever, I'll like make myself look a little done so that, yeah, when we sit down to have like dinner when the baby's asleep, now that we've sleep trained the baby, best thing ever. Woo. That's awesome. And the baby's down and we're like getting ready to eat. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a thing. It's just like what Jan was saying, like to show up to work in a certain outfit, it makes you feel a certain way. Like then when I'm sipping my glass of wine, I don't feel like, why am I sipping wine out of a fancy glass and sitting at a table with a candle lit when I'm like in sweatpants? And like, I also know what I look like. I know that I look a little like maybe the lights hitting my lip gloss a little prettier right now than like, just like I look like I've slept for four hours and I've got like messy hair that needs a touch up or something. Like I don't, I don't also then think you're looking at something that's really like all that cute either. So it's sort of like, plays into the whole feeling of the night. And I do get a little bit, I have done that before. And yes, I do get a little bit ready. This reminds me of that commercial where that girl is looking at the guy and his shirt is like the lowest, deepest. The eunuch? Yes. And she's like, you look really comfortable. (laughs) And I think that's like kind of the grand example of like dating in 2020. Is that like, People are just not showing up. And the fact that like you, Lauren and like James do this at home and make it a point and you're also making a point to go out tonight and like Rachel, you and Greg like cook and do the whole thing and like still try and have fun and keep it sassy and sexy. I think that's like what you need to do. You have to put the effort in and going back to what we were saying about like a little effort goes a long way. If you don't do it, then what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I definitely still want to stab Greg sometimes, but I love it. Wait, Jen, what's what's your update on uh, quarantine, Zoom, FaceTime dating? I'm curious. We haven't talked about it in a bit. Well, great question. And we'll dive a bit deeper into that. So we posted this meme that seems to have struck a chord with our audience because it's about this very topic. And the meme goes as such. I'm no longer dating. If you're interested in me, I need a 500 word essay about how you will not waste my time. And COVID dating has been the utmost 
waste of time. Unless, of course, people had matched and then formed a relationship, I think, honestly, kind of in the same way that people in New York form relationships because, like, it's cold Mm -hmm. out and it's a bit, like, cuffing season. And then they're like, well, we should move in together because we want to share rent. And it's, like, not sexy. It's really just a byproduct of circumstances. So I think people are doing that. But if you didn't do that, your options are the dating apps, which, again, I like dating apps because it opens my world up to people I don't know. But the problem with that is, is that the people on the other end aren't necessarily there for the right reasons, which I'm sure we all love that saying (laughs) because of The Bachelor, but I don't think they are. And the other thing is that they don't really know how to do it. And some people are new on the apps because they've never been on the app. So they're like very hesitant. I just wish there was a way to filter out people who were like there to take it seriously and people who were like just perusing to see like online shopping basically, because I don't know, you go down like a whole like slew of paths. One is you match with a bunch of people and then like some reach out, some don't. I think some people just like throw a lot of things at the wall and hope they stick and then like decide if they want to communicate with you after. It's just like a very slow, draining, sad process. (laughs) It really feels a lot like trying to get a job in an unemployment timeframe. In in this job market, I feel like trying to find somebody worth dating is like that and there are no openings (laughs) also because like you i mean even like you rachel and like i we're both in relationships whatever stage it is we're both in relationships so what are we gonna like we can sit at home and do like date nights and you and greg do like full on like stage date nights with djs and bartenders and things but like a fake thing but like you know i mean you could in in theory you really could like do like you know set the dinner up and like so which is great but like if you're not in quarantine with somebody, it's scary because, right, Jen? Like, I mean, I we don't even going out. Like, this is a thing to go out right now. We're like going to be really careful and go out and make sure it's outdoors. Like, we're doing it with each other because we like live together and all the things. Like, you're going to really go do that with like dating apps. It's like you want to get mm-hmm. off the app and you want to go on dates, but nobody can go out right now. So, what the fuck is the point? You and and James can go to a restaurant. Fine, great, uh, and and Jen can go on a date with someone at a restaurant, but you've already quarantined with James, I guess. So so when Jen goes out, I don't I don't know. Then is there the fear of like if you kiss? Then if I've been thinking a lot about like then if you're going to be around your family for Thanksgiving, Jen, I know your mom's in Florida, but like then do you have to think about like oh I just put my family at risk or my mom or whoever at risk because I went on this date and I kissed this dude like it's so heavy yeah so it is heavy and it so I have been saying dating is its own pandemic for like as long as I can remember and it truly now feels like like the ultimate I did. I actually made this happen, sadly. Um, But it's like the big bang theory between dating and actual pandemic and madness ensues. And now here we are. But so I actually what I like about this time is that it's forcing people to sort of think outside the box and date virtually, maybe, but not everyone's open to that. And that's unfortunate. We've always said FaceTime first, because then you don't waste anybody's time. Because let's say you don't have you know, good banter, or maybe somebody's super boring, but they were great at texting, or maybe you have nothing in common, or maybe somebody's really negative and they hid behind text originally. And now you actually like 
see that they're not somebody you would want to go out with. Or Jen, let me just interject so you don't have a fear of sounding superficial. Or what if you're just not freaking attracted to the person because all the pictures they posted don't look anything like them. And then you FaceTime and you're like, oh. Or I'm going to one-up you on superficiality and just being maybe a shit person. You see the background of their home in that thing. And you know if they're, because I'm a clean person, I'm not going to, well, I mean, Greg throws his clothes around like it's confetti, but but if you see, (laughs) if you see the background of someone's home is just like, oh, this is not good. Not that they have to have money. That's fine. But keep your space clean. You could find love anywhere, in a bar, on an app. So why not a podcast? In Blind Dating, the new Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match with a twist you'll never see coming. Every Wednesday on Blind Dating, YouTuber and host Tara Michelle introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. Through games and questions, first impressions are made based on personality alone, and our trio finds all the sweetness, charm, and awkwardness of a first date minus the distraction of appearances. But once our hopeful single chooses their match, the cameras are turned on, and it's either butterflies or goodbye. Blind dating is real people, taking a risk to find genuine connection, but ultimately, it all comes down to this. When we turn the camera on, is personality enough? So cozy up and listen in. New episodes air weekly every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out more podcast shows on Spotify by searching for Parcast in the Spotify search bar or go to spotify.com slash podcast. Absolutely. Wait, you bring up another great point though. So aside from like the virtual element, the, you know, you don't have to have money part of what you just said. Right now, a lot of people don't have jobs. So they don't have jobs. Then they've also potentially relocated alone. And so now they feel like out of place and unsettled. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they don't have a job. And it's like, it's a whole new esteem. It's hard. And it was hard dating men who didn't feel stable in their careers before. Imagine now. Yeah. I mean, I, as, a, as a girl, I mean, but I don't even know that that exists anymore. We're like, girls are supposed to be taken care of. I've worked, I mean, all of us have worked our ass off for so long. So I don't even, it's embarrassing as a girl too. Well, I think I, and I think that's true, but I think like, it's also that we have talked to a lot of dudes and experts who have a similar opinion on this, whether guys don't feel like they want to put in time and effort or like they're afraid they're wasting your time when they don't feel secure themselves because they don't feel like they have something to offer. Like they're not doing their job. Like they're not going to bring something to the table or they're still floating around. They don't feel like they can settle because they don't know what their career is. Not necessarily that they need to take care of you. And may the roots may come from that, but the more modern version of it is, I think that, that they just don't feel settled in their career. And so they don't feel like they can settle down and do A, B, and C, and they don't feel confident and like sexy about themselves. And so that's so we've, what we've been told. And yet they're still on the apps wasting your time because you match with them, you maybe go out with them, and then they disappear, or then they have an emotional breakdown, or whatever the case may be. So you can never get that time back, even though they should have just been like, wait, (laughs) I should not take over somebody else's time in terms of their heart, their actual time, their energy, their efforts. They should politely see themselves out until they're actually ready. So the, I agree. 
maybe I don't I don't know. So my question to both of you is: Do you think that it is just emotionally and just societally harder for a guy to be in a position of losing a job and you know being you know their self esteem is lost because of that? Do you think in this day and age? we can still say it's probably harder for them because they were indoctrinated to be the the caregivers, the protectors, or do you think that we should now level the playing field of women feel the same way because a lot of us do take care of ourselves as well? Meaning like, do you think that just biological part of and societal pressure of a man still holds true that they're having a harder time? Does that make sense? I think, yeah. I think, yes, that is true, but I agree with the second part, that it should be that we're all taking care of ourselves and we're all responsible for ourselves and we should all be getting paid the same and we should all be on the same playing field, but we're not. But I do think that there is, in my opinion, that that societal myth that falls on the shoulders of men to feel that responsibility potentially a little heavier than a female. I also think that we can multitask better than they can. So like, because I'm potentially not in the place in my career that I want to be, it doesn't mean that my heart isn't open. So I don't know that they can do both um, in the same way that we can. And I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah, that makes sense. I do think though, that even women who are, you know, soul searching in terms of their career and their next path should probably focus on that because they're going to be a different person when they're dating. And they're also like, they might be needier or they might um, invest more in your relationship because they're looking for it to fill a void potentially. Or like one thing that they can control is hopefully their relationship. You know, like I think everybody is criminal of entering dating and relationships in a place that might not be their healthiest. And we all just sort of have to check our shit at the door. I agree with you very much so. And, and even in a relationship, I feel this way that like, you have to just only focus on yourself and your career, because that's what we have in this moment. I mean, especially during quarantine, that's, that's pretty much all everyone has right now, unless they're in a really comfy position, which awesome, lovely. But how Jen, do you, I mean, I guess I'm just speaking from my own worry and insecurity uh, approach. There is a timeline to things if you want to have kids, there's there's some science involved in biological clock. Uh, what would your what would your advice be? I I don't have good advice for that because I'm personally a little bit struggling with like holy shit. Because I thought the other day we were I I interviewed this girl uh this woman uh, Stephanie Whittles Wax on my podcast and she had said my dad's 78 or something and I was like how old are you? And she said said 40 or whatever and I was like oh you your parents had you late and then I did the math and I was like oh wow I'm on the track to be that age I mean I'm I'm you know 5 years younger than her but I'm on the track to be in my 70s when my kids are in it it shocked me 100% I'm older than my mom when she had me so I'm 10 years older than my mom <laughs> like yeah, it's a different day and age yeah. and people are living longer hopefully but I think yeah I mean I think about that all the time now that I've had a child yeah I mean I also like and I don't know Lauren if you've thought about this you know throughout the years 
luckily, I mean, you didn't probably have to do this because it costs a lot, but I know a lot of people that have been freezing their eggs during this time because they're like, time is so weird and I don't even know if I'm going or coming or what's going to happen in my relationship. Even if they're in a relationship, they're like, I don't want to apply pressure to the relationship I have as time is literally like warped and I'm stepping in tar as it's like going through the process of, you know, getting from day to day. And you just really never know what's going to happen. So a couple of friends have frozen their eggs. And then personally, I don't, I'm not like so worried about the kid thing. I know like a lot of people are and like that whole thing. Actually, Lauren to me is an inspiration because age wasn't an issue and you had a baby. And we also know other people that have had babies later than our moms have had us. And that's just the way, again, that the world is going. And I'm okay with that. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm not personally in the market to freeze my eggs. I, I don't want that for me. And I feel like I'm going to leave it to like, you know, the gods if I'm going to have kids. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. Like, I think it's delaying everything else, though, because of everything we've talked about. So I worry about that. I'm like, when do I get to start my goddamn life mm -hmm. with somebody? Like, I want a partner. I want to do things. And I'm like, uh, just watching the clock tick because I'm like, so this month I'm not allowed to leave my house. Next month I'm allowed to leave, but only to go to these places. But I have to go with a group and we have to have a reservation. And when we go, we can't talk to other tables. So like, it's not like you can meet people. So I do feel that pressure as far as like time being wasted and watching myself just get older and older in terms of like experience, not so much kids, but Rachel, tell us about what you're feeling because this particular meme resonated with you. And so tell us why. I mean, it, it resonated in the sense that I'm in a relationship, which that is, that's weird because that meme uh, was mostly directed at single people, but it is like, once you're in a relationship during a scary time like this, like the pandemic, you think like, oh, well, had I been maybe more strict, would I have, you know, ruled out some things? But then again, I, I, I also, Greg has 90% the most wonderful qualities. And I'm, listen, I'm probably a monster. I, I, who knows? You are. Yeah. You are definitely uh, an eyeliner winged <laughs> monster. I'm a demon. But um, it's such a weird time where you question all these things. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And also, by the way, coming from somebody who, uh, if we want to talk about, you know, stages of relationships, I'm at different stages than you guys are. We're all mm -hmm. at different stages from each other. But like, time is never, it, you, it never stops. Like, for the stage you're at because it's always then there's something wherever you're at that you need you're wasting am I wasting my time not getting to this mm -hmm. next stage I mean you know like once mm -hmm. you get engaged everyone asks you when the wedding is and once you get married everyone asks you when you're having kids and then once you're having kids when are you having another one and then it's like you know there and, and then you have your own goals that you need to get to within those different you know milestones of the relationship so it's there's always things that make you feel pressure having kids and like yeah then when you like you know it's like I think about that now too like okay when do I have the next one now like I have a six month old but like don't have a lot of time like there's all that always is, comes into play when it comes I think to dating and relationships because I personally think it comes from the fact that we all have this dream when we're little and it's so nice to hold on to a dream of like I'm going to be this when I grow up and I'm going to get married and have this many kids and then you start to realize that the age you thought you were going to do all those things is much 
Like you're much older when you get to that point. And then you think to yourself too, like, remember back in the day when our parents turned 40 and we thought they were so old. And now you're like, I feel like I'm 25. Like, I don't need you also, it's like, you're, you're planning your life from a perspective that has no basis to make those choices. And then you're constantly battling with that timeline that you've made for yourself. Potentially, I thought I was going to be this old when I made it onto the, my first TV show. And I thought I was going to be this old when I had kids. It's like, you got to let it go. And it's hard to do because you don't want to just flim flam your life around and be like 80 and start having kids. Clearly that's not even possible. But sometimes it's not even an age timeline. I think that's really good to think about too, where it's like, yeah, you had this plan, but life derails you. And sometimes you end up in a way, or most of the time you end up in a way better place than you would have imagined. I mean, I can say that from my own career perspective, and I'm sure you guys could feel like it, it, it's not even just a timeline of age. It's like, yeah, I thought maybe I'd be an actor. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not going on auditions and doing that shit all for 10 years. I, I decided to do a new path and sure if that works out as well, great. But I like what I'm doing way more. So I think that that's, it, it, that applies to even, even people that end up, if you're, if your time run out, let's say on being able to have kids, which I'm very comfortable knowing that could happen, that that would just be life. Ideally, I'd like to, but whatever. I think it's kind of fun to think like, oh, maybe I'll be the cool aunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think it's, it all, it's not necessarily a timeline. It's just sort of, it all has twists and turns that usually work out for the best. Yeah. I think living in the moment is like a major thing to try and do, even though that's really hard because you don't just want to constantly like worry about what you did before. And then why then worry about like why I'm standing right here and not over there where I mm -hmm. thought I should be. And like just being in the moment, cause then you're not missing what's happening because guess what? We're probably all better off than we thought we were anyway. And like you just said, like, I moved here to be an actor and now I'm a host and this is totally what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. same. I feel the same way. And I think it goes back to also like thinking about what brings you joy. And like, when you look at like other people's paths and they say, you're not supposed to compare yourself to them, but like, would you want to be with the person that person married? Would you want those two crazy kids potentially? Maybe not. Would you want to have done other things first and maybe, you know, had you done that thing, maybe you wouldn't have gotten to do that other thing. Like I remember I had the opportunity to be engaged to my boyfriend at 22 years old, but, and he kept trying to coerce me back to Miami and was like, listen, I'll meet you at the airport with a diamond ring and a French bulldog. Because at the time I was like, if I move back home, that's what I want. And then I was like, Oh wait, I really like my life in LA, my opportunities in LA, my friends in LA, like I prefer to be here. That wouldn't bring me joy just because it's the easy path. And like, okay, I graduated college. Maybe I should, you know, think about getting married and settling down. And I've already got it laid out for me so easily, but I wouldn't, I would be divorced. I would not be a happy person right now. Not to mention, I really didn't enjoy doing sex with him. But aside from that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's even like when I was saying like you could marry like a rich older dude, which also just sounds horrible. But let's just say that was comfortable for someone. Uh, you could wake up five years and most likely they're going to wake up five years, 10 years later and be like, oh, I didn't never had my own life. I never got to do the scary things or actually kind of have the joy of being broke and trying hard. And, you know, 
the comfort is sometimes not the best. It doesn't really build self-esteem. We all question if we're doing the right thing and we're on the right path or if we're just wasting time or like, you know, evaluate where we're at and how we feel about that. And I think that's good to do that because you don't want to be complacent and you don't want to just be like on a path because it's there already or, you know, you're too lazy to do something different. And I actually think that's also part of the problem with uh, some people in dating um, is that they're in a relationship and they're like, well, it's too hard to get out of it. And I'm going to, you know, have to go through the process of being single again. And, and so instead of even doing that, they stay. But I think constantly evaluating where you're at and if you're happy and, and checking your temperature is a good thing. And then it also makes you realize you are on the right path potentially, or you picked the right guy, or maybe it's not the picture you thought, but it's better, like you said. How healthy do you think it is to question your relationship at, and at how many stages of the game? And is that, yeah, is that normal? Like, I mean, like I, I will question at certain points and I'll be like, there's goddamn no one more loving, at least towards me than Greg is. And there's no one more, I don't worry about him. He could be, I mean, I could not hear from him and I would not be worried. And that's really not a relationship I've ever been in. Normally I date untrustworthy people. Do you think that that there is a relationship where people are just like, everything's perfect? Obviously not. No. But it's healthy to question. Yes. And it's also, if you're questioning somebody, you have to take responsibility for where those questions are coming from too. Like, what are you bringing into the picture and what role do you play and why you might be questioning those things as well? Now, I'm not saying everything has to go back to you. Oh, I believe that though. I believe you can only change yourself and you have to evaluate why you feel that way. Exactly. So you have to take responsibility for what you're bringing into it and why that thing that you're questioning bothers you. Maybe like you've been used to being alone for a long time. And so now maybe you need to get over that thing that bothers you. Or maybe that thing is a rule, a deal breaker for you and you jumped the gun. Or maybe that thing is something you can compromise on. Like there are so many things. P.S., it changes. Relationships change and people change. So one thing that used to be okay might suddenly not be. And and that's okay too. So now you just figure out how to rework it and question all the time because this is part of how communication is people. I think why they say that it's communication is key because you should constantly be maintaining and questioning. And it, it's it's an effort. It's definitely a constant effort. And I think questioning does not mean you don't want to be with somebody. It's just a question like that. It's okay. That keeps you alive too. I mean, everyone should question. I mean, not, not be skeptical, but like you should, you should not be just complacent. You should question why you feel a certain way. Of course, of course. And I think that that curiosity is what really smart people have. That's like a quality that really smart people have. And you can loop that into questioning is obviously part of curiosity. How can I be better? How can my partner be better? How can we be better together? That is what those questions are derived from. And it's okay to have an inner dialogue with yourself, especially during a time like you know, quarantine with somebody or like when you're a little more isolated because you're a little more in your head. So take that into consideration too. But I think it's okay. I don't think that it means that, oh, well, this relationship is doomed because I'm questioning things. Like you also have to take into account what kind of weight these questions have. Are you like, I'm questioning whether or not he loves me. I'm questioning whether or not he's having sex with my friend. I'm questioning whether or not I might get murdered tonight. Like those things are obviously a little bit different than some other. Definitely. 
Definitely take those into account. Those are not. The murder thing, honestly, when I swipe on people, I look like deep into their eyes and whatever silly photos they've put there. And I'm like, do you look like someone that I would end up on Dateline? Jen, what is your, like, what's a go-to look in their eye or thing that you feel is a red flag in, in terms of they could be a murderer? Okay, well... I mean, honestly, I should do like an expose on how to determine if somebody is dateline worthy, but if their eyes are beady or in every photo, if they're not smiling or they're always wearing sunglasses, or if they look like any of the people that have been on dateline and like kind of seem dead behind the eyes. Yeah. Also, if they have no one that they're posting photos with, like where are the people in your life? Did you kill them all? (laughs) That could be a thing. And listen, I always say... Well, this didn't come from me. It came from a favorite podcast of mine called My Favorite Murder. And I know Love Rachel, them. but fuck politeness. Mm-hmm. Don't need to, if you are like unsure about somebody or something, like you just, you can apologize later. Because yeah. if this motherfucker trying not to scare you, they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. So you just go for it. You just be like, hey, back up, back off, stop what you're doing, move out of the way, like cause a scene. I don't care. You can yes. apologize later. I agree. My my mom like says like she's like you shouldn't listen to all that true crime. It's like not good for you and it's scary. I have learned so much from listening to my favorite murder and about a hundred other true crime shows. And I look back at a lot of dumb things I did, just being too nice and not wanting to ruffle feathers and not wanting to fuck politeness, like and just thinking I was more bulletproof than I am that yeah i'm i'm glad nothing bad had ever happened but i do think that there something comes with watching dateline like jen was saying or, or listening to true crime podcasts like you start to be like oh oh that wasn't really that great when i walked home drunk in college like no yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's an age thing too i think you're also yeah. just like I don't have time for this shit anymore. Like, I don't care if you think I'm nice or not. Like, I do not care if you come up to me and you make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm paranoid. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm... And then when you have a kid, you're like, if you... I'm like on high alert all the time. Not in like an unhealthy way. But when I'm out, if someone's like getting too close to me or looks weird, I don't care if I have to like literally kick my foot out and be like, get away. Like I will do that. Like, do not get near me. I don't care if you think I'm a B or C goodbye. It's like you have, and then on like a smaller scale, you got to be like that with dating when you're like kind of stating what you want. Like if you think some dude's wasting your time because like they do, I don't know. We have like a bullet point here really quick of like time wasting things like red flags, like taking too long to like message you like after you've been like matched on a dating app or whatever like hello can we talk in the dating app and now you're like taking forever to like already a red flag just figure it out another one is texting like people for days and weeks on end with no action like hello beware of pen pals phoning it in I don't need to just have a relationship on my cell phone I'm spending more time reading about talking to women than actually doing it like it's not helping you if you're not doing it well, that also just shows what kind of person that's someone that's afraid to pull the trigger on life. Total. I hate that. Also, using crappy photos, maybe making you look like you might be a Dateline suspect. Hello? Why do you pick these things? Also, by the way, Lauren, I saw your brother on Hinge last night. I almost took screenshots of his photos, and I wanted to send them to you because he has so many photos of you and your cousin. And I'm like, what is he trying to show here? It doesn't look like your family. It looks like he's that's dating you. hilarious. 
Okay. Well, thank you. I'll let him know. Um, another one is chasing people who aren't that into you. You guys got to get over the Instagram models that are like slashies. They don't have a filter in real life. Photoshop is not going to show up with them to the date. And also that all sounds very like just girl, but it's like women do this too. It's like, if you are going after somebody that's unavailable, you are probably don't want to be available either. So again, like we were just talking about, go back to yourself and ask yourself how you play a role in this game. I love that. Talk to yourself and not in a crazy way, but like a cute reflective way. What about them? Again, we talked about not making a move until a later date. Like what is the holdup? Why are you on the app in the first place? If you have no sense of urgency, we get it that there's maybe a more of an urgency for women because of like that biological clock. But also again, what are you on the app for if not to go on a date? These are all really good red flag tips that if any of them kind of like you, you've gone, oh, that happens, that happens, that's happening, that's happening. Like pay attention to those because you're most likely wasting someone's time or your time is being wasted. But guys, you know what it's like. This is what we always say. You know what it's like when you like somebody. You're going to drive to a part of LA that you might not want to drive to because you know they're going to be at that party. You're going to make yourself muster up some energy after a long day of work to go on the date because you want to see that person. No excuses. It's the same for everyone else. You are not different than everyone else. If you like somebody and you don't want to waste someone's time, you know what that looks like. It looks the same when someone's doing it to you. It's all the same. And I think maybe, Rachel, that might have been why that also resonated with you because we all feel a little bit of the like, we've wasted time with somebody that we weren't sure of. So like, are we worried they're wasting time with us? We're kind of, I think, looking at it from both sides, which is why we evaluate it in the first place and why we're talking about it. Or if, I mean, listen, take Greg out of it. He's, he is wonderful. I'm just, I was just trying to be vulnerable in the sense of like, I think anyone thinks these things, but I think too, if you've, if you've had a lot of like failed relationships in the past, like I have, you kind of tend to like feel stupid about being like, oh, this is the one you, you tend to question a little bit more, which is not a bad thing, you know? No, I think that you're asking the right serious questions. So they feel like, oh my God, am I asking like this? Is this wrong that I'm asking if he's the one? But you're only asking if he's the one because he is potentially the one. So that question exists because of the potential. Which is almost, which is a compliment to him, honestly. You wouldn't even want you, if you were dating some dude that you just knew was like a fuck boy or whatever people call those guys, like you wouldn't even ask that question. Remember how little I cared about the one we talked about uh, last time I was on your podcast? Yeah, I I literally got over that dumb breakup within days, maybe even a day. Exactly. I think that was back on app, just like, yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And you never really cared and you never asked yourself, is this guy the one? Like, oh, come on. And red flags all over the place, total time waster. Goodbye to that dude. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this and tell my listeners where they can find you and your show and all that good stuff. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at complicated show and it's complicated wherever you get your podcast, rate, comment, tell a friend and don't waste anyone's time. You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social medias and dating apps if you promise not to waste my time. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social medias where I will not be wasting your time with annoying posts and filters and political things that nobody cares about.